Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's 11 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock. It's time to give him glory. Come on, put your hands together like God is still worthy. As you can see, our young people are standing before you, and they're going to praise the Lord through, through mime, and they ask that you praise the Lord with them. I said praise the Lord with them. Don't sit there and just watch them. Praise the Lord with them. Amen. Come on, give, the, give God a one more hand clap of praise.
performance I've ever witnessed. It comes from the epic icon, uh, the king of pop, Michael Jackson. And I was able to witness how the king of pop was able to stand on the stage and perform in such a way that blew the fans' mind. In fact, one episode, one, one show that he was performing, the crowd was messed up. He had performed so well on the stage that when he left the stage, the crowd began to shout and they began to applaud encore. They began to shout encore because they wanted the king of pop to come back on the stage and do what he had done all over again. It was such a, uh, an amazing and incredible, incredible performance that the people who was in the audience, they began to shout encore, encore. They wanted him to come back and do it all over again. Now, now y'all, because, because of what happened a couple of months ago, the king of pop, although we want him to come back on the stage to perform one more time, because of his death, he will never ever come back on the stage to perform again. In fact, there have been a whole lot of kings that have taken the stage. They have come and they have gone. We've had the king of comedy, Bernie Mac, he's come and gone. We've had the king of rock, he's come and gone. We've had the king of soul, he's come and gone. And we've even had the king of power, he's come and gone. But for those who are part of the kingdom of God, there is a king. He died one Friday, but right early Sunday morning, he got back on the stage of life. And I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. The king of kings, he is still alive. And he is ready to come in the stage of your life and do it all over again, all over again, all over again. The glory of the Lord is rising in this place. Can't you feel his presence, his power and his grace? Open up the heavens, has we called upon your name. Release our destiny, will never be the same. The glory of is rising in Anybody feel it tonight? Come on, church, you know the song.
The glory of the Lord is in this place. The glory of the Lord is in this place. Oh, don't stop praising him. The glory of the Lord is in this place. I said the glory of the Lord is in this place. How do I know? Because I brought him with me. Did you bring him with you? Did you bring him with you? Did you bring him with you? Come on, give him glory in here. He's worthy. Yes, he's worthy. Yes. Mm-hmm, the Lord. Isn't it a great thing that we serve the king? Isn't it a great thing that we serve the king? Did you notice they said kings come and kings go? Earthly kings come and earthly kings go. But we serve the king who was, the king who is, and the king who shall forever be. The king of kings. And that's a good thing, y'all. God who was, is, and forever will be God. We thank God for the mime group. The Bible tells us that we are supposed to praise him in dance. And that's a wonderful thing. Let us all pray together now. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this day. Oh God, we thank you for what it has been. And we thank you for what it shall become. Father, we thank you that you already have given us your spirit in this place. Now we humbly ask that you will let it stay here with us, giving us your love. Father, help us to do those things in this service that would be pleasing to your sight. Bless us now, Father, that we will sing, pray, and hear the word, that we will leave this place better Christians than we were before we came. Thank you now, Lord, for all that we are, and we pray that you will help us to be more of what you would have us to be. And we will forever give you all of the praise and all of the glory. And we ask that you will receive this prayer in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Can we come on and give God a great big hand of praise this morning? This is the day that the Lord has made. Is there anybody in this house rejoicing and glad about it? Anybody know that God is good and greatly to be praised? Anybody come to give God praise this morning? Come on, stand to your feet and bless the name of the Lord. This is God's day. This is God's house. And it's another day's journey. And we're glad about it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Brother Thiefman, won't you come and lead us? Lead us further in this worship experience, our devotion, congregational hymn. Bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Go right you may sit down for just a moment. And we're just happy to present to you those that will do our. And they, they are just ready to go. They are gonna, we're going to ask them if they would come now and lead us in our devotion period. Brother Deacons. Good morning, church. Our scripture this morning will be coming from Mark, the first chapter. And I'll begin reading at the 40th verse. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. 
Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be clean. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left, left him and he was cleansed. The word of God for the people of God. May we pray. Our most gracious and precious Heavenly Father, it is again that we come to the house of prayer. Lord, we just thank you for another day. We thank you for our health and our strength. Lord, we thank you for just being with us last night as we slumbered and slept, touching us with the breath of life this morning that we may come out and worship you. Lord, bless those that are sick. Bless those that are shut in, Lord. Bless those that don't know you're in the pardon of their sins. Lord, right now, just go to the highways and byways and just touch someone that they may know that you are a true and living God. Lord, and we just thank you for that. Bless our church, our church members, Lord, and bless our pastor that he may come and break the word of life that we may go out into the world and draw those to you, Lord. Lord, just help us to, to do our due diligence on a daily basis. These and other blessings we're going to ask in your son Jesus Christ's name and for his sakes. Amen. Please remain standing for the responsive reading. It reads as follows. All together, when we shall appear, we shall be like him, or we shall see him as he is. One more time. When we shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. God's word for God's people. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing. Y'all thinking about it? Amen. Good morning. Him will praise Amen. Oh, I want to see him. Turn my thoughts aside 
But my Lord goes ahead Leads whatever When before me pillars rise from a mighty deep, then my Lord directs my bark, he doth safely keep, and he leads me gently on through this world below. He's a real friend to me. Come on, everybody say, oh, 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 I wanna, wanna see him look on his face at a scene. Yeah, my saving grace on the streets, streets of glory, let me live. Cares I'll pass, home at last, never to. Come on, everybody say, oh. leadership we thank God for them amen they have brought us this far and we're going to ask that we all prepare to get involved or more involved in the service this morning this is our benevolent offer and I say that because for those who really need our help and for those of us who can help I think we need to do all that we can so we're going to prepare now for the benevolent offering the choir is going to give us a message in song but at the same time, we're going to ask that we give as we have been so blessed. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. As we get ready to give, I want to take just a moment uh, and introduce someone to us who's coming and going to be ministering to us for the duration of this service. This uh, past year in our national convention, which was held in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, we were blessed by the great talent and great gift of one of Mississippi's own. Uh, did not know she was from Mississippi, came to find out after she was ministering so beautifully and the convention hall was just being uh, rocked and the spirit of God was uh, shown in that place and they then told us she's from Laurel, Mississippi. And I said, oh Lord, it's a home girl? I said, we got to go get her. <laughs> Amen. And so we were delighted to be able to uh, make contact with her after it was after the uh, president's uh, education banquet. We made contact and exchanged contact, and lo and behold, she was able to come and minister this morning. I want to present to you, all the way from Laurel, Mississippi, 
Amen. Miss McKen Miss Krista McKenzie. Miss Krista McKenzie, and she's going to be our ministry psalmist for the duration of the service. Listen, do me a favor and give her a great big K chapel welcome. Come on, let's welcome her. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. God is good and he is worthy to be praised. Thank you all so much for allowing me to come and to worship with you all. Thank you so much, Pastor. God bless you to all of the ministers and the, the people of God, the women of God, the men of God. I came just to tell you a little bit about the name of Jesus. Is that all right? Anybody know about the name of Jesus out there? There's no other name under heaven whereby men might be saved. I wish you'd clap your hands right there and give God a praise. Oh, how precious is his name. Hallelujah. Yes, he does. Ah. 
wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so very much. I believe we're going to get some more before the day is gone. I'm going to just pause now and take our time for a few announcements. Uh, there's no mistaking the happiness that come from knowing people with such kind and giving hearts. And this is from the Owens family. We ask you to continue to uh, keep in the prayers. He was here this morning and apparently is doing much, much better. Also ask that you continue your prayers and, and support for Brother Robert Irvin, deceased, and that service will be on October the 6th, 11 o'clock at, at the Greater Bethlehem Temple, but we ask you to please pray again for that family. Also ask that you continue to pray for the Mack family. Two of the sisters are still sick, and we ask you to again continue to pray for them. Mrs. Menefield was here this morning, but I know her son still needs the prayers of the church, and ask that you please do that. Ms. Graham will be going to surgery on tomorrow, and certainly she will also need the prayers of the church, and we ask you to do that. The Buchanan family need our prayers as well. So I know that you know that they are having some difficult times, so we ask that you pray, and there's nothing too hard for God. Amen? Also ask you please pray for Brother James Hawkins. Brother James Hawkins is the person that helped us last year during the Cantata, but he lost his wife just a couple of days ago, and I know that it's difficult, and we ask you to please pray for him. Also, we ask that you just please pray for um, all of our sick and shut-in members. We may not know them all, but, and listen, our day is coming. If it's not here yet, it's coming. We ask that you again, um, we ask that you pray for the Harrington Roberts family. Uh, I understand that she will be traveling um, over for the service uh, within the next few days, and it will be somewhere between October the 4th and October 8th, but we ask you to pray for uh, Sister Harrington and, and that entire family. Amen? I have a note here. Uh, Dr. Green has said that she understands that JPS needs some retired teachers. If you want a job to do, that may be something to consider. And finally, ask that you please remember the general election day, Tuesday, November the 6th. Go out and vote. Amen? So that we can be sure to, to have a part in whatever comes down the pike. We're going to get some additional announcements now from the media. Media, you're on. Good morning, Kate Chapel. Attention all parents and youth. Be sure to mark your calendars for our annual Youth and Parent Kickoff. This event will take place on Sunday, October the 7th at 1 p.m. in our Family Life Center gym. Please come out for some important information. Youth leaders will be on hand to discuss various youth department ministries and specific requirements and expectations. A delicious hot Sunday dinner will be served as well. We look forward to fellowshipping with each of you. Also, the youth department will host our annual fall youth retreat at the Twin Lakes Camp and Conference Center on Friday and Saturday, October the 26th and 27th. All youth ages 12 to 18 are welcome to participate in this two-day retreat destined to provide youth with a refreshing, fun-filled Christian opportunity to fellowship and grow. Interested youth and parents are asked to stop by the Old Fellowship Hall each Sunday after 9.30 and before the 11 a.m. service for registration forms and information. Also, you may see Sister Felicia Pullum Gentry for more information. Congratulations, K Chapel Sunday School classes. The C Corps train is off and running. Class 14, the Purse Project and JSU Student Sponsorship. Class 11B, Time Working with Good Samaritan. The Children's Department, Greeting Cards for Assisted Living Facilities, Ill Children, and the Underwear and Socks Drive. Class 11A, 
assisting JSU close closet and serving box lunches in the park. Class 10A, a better life for Billy Brumfield shelter. Class 12B and 10B, kicking off the Cades clothes closet. And now our goal is to persevere. Are you interested in the education of all our children? Then we've got an offer for you. The Cade Brain Up tutoring sessions will begin soon, sponsored by our Sunday school departments. Stop by the Old Fellowship Hall and complete an interest form and drop it in the marked box. For more information, please contact Sister Mary Garner or Sister Sandra Crowley. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. And we have a lot going on today. We're going to just pause now and recognize our visitors. Listen, if you are not yet a member of this K Chapel family. We're going to ask you if you would please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. Isn't that wonderful? Bless you. <laughs> we want you to know <laughs> on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buck, our pastor, Mr. Reverend Hans Buckley, and the entire K Chapel family. Just so happy that you chose to worship with us today. If you're just visiting, please come anytime to schedule live. But if by chance looking for church home before you leave today, we're going to try to convince you to find a home. Why are you standing? We're going to give you something. You're going to get here at K Chapel Mystery Baptist Church. This is our fellowship area. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to K Chapel. <laughs>
chosen seed of Israel's race. Hail him. Hail him who saved you. And crown him. And crown him. Hail him. Hail him who saved you. And crown him. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Certainly we thank God for all of our visitors, for you coming and sharing with us whenever you can. Come and visit with us here at KHL. But I want to particularly uh, welcome a good friend uh, from back. Now listen, y'all remember, remember back in the day when I was a little bitty boy, looked like about Jonathan's age. Where's Jonathan? I had all that hair like Jonathan. There he is up there. I had hair like him, y'all. And if you remember, I used to sing with a little quartet. Y'all remember the little quartet we used to sing with? And, and we were trying to be something and somebody. Amen. Um, and, and, and there was a certain gentleman who got behind us, who heard us and believed in the sound and started to work with us and promote us. Uh, very first airplane I ever rode on, he sent us tickets to fly to Chicago. I never will forget it. I thought we were somebody big. We were flying to Chicago. And, uh, and, and we couldn't take the name Jackson 5 because it was already taken. So he said, y'all will be the Mississippi Five. Amen. And so, and, and we had a great time. He really, it, it was five of us, five teenagers who really just needed to, to stay out of trouble. Amen. And he believed in us and helped us to do that. Hoyt Owens, won't you stand? We thank God for you. God bless you. Good to have you in the service with us on this morning. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, um, how many of you, how many of you, can think in your minds about someone perhaps who was once in the church, who perhaps is no longer in the church. Maybe they left, had a good reason to leave. Maybe they didn't have a good reason to leave, but, but they're just missing. You haven't seen them for a while. Maybe, they, uh, maybe they've given up on church itself, or maybe they've given up on God. Maybe they've given up on faith, but for some reason, they're not in church. Is there anybody, family or friends that you can think of that fits that description? Can you think of anybody who fits that description? Hands? Anybody? A few of y'all? A few of y'all? Okay. What I want you to do is, for a moment, we're going to introduce something to you. Uh, uh, media, if you'll go ahead and help us out, and then I'll come back and make a few remarks, okay? God bless you. Remember church? <laughs> sure you do. It's that place where your concept of faith and understanding of God was formed or deepened. It's where you heard music that inspired you, sermons that encouraged you, and testimonies that gave you strength for something that was happening in your life. Church is where you came to see old friends and make new ones. It's where you shared special occasions with your family. It's where you did life. Guess what? The church is still here, and it's better than ever. The only thing missing is you. Maybe you had a good reason for leaving. Perhaps you had no reason at all. But it's time for you to come back because you belong here. Amen. You belong here. That's the message we want to send. And so on the second Sunday of October, October 14, we're declaring as Back to Church Sunday. Okay? And what we need you to do is to get an invitation, get in touch 
with one person. Now, we have some cards that we're going to distribute to everybody in the congregation this morning. Everybody's going to get one card. Don't ask for five. Don't ask for ten. Just one. Just one card. And we want you to be very intentional, very thoughtful, and very prayerful about to whom you send that card. Okay? Be prayerful, be thoughtful, be, be, be intentional about who's been missing or, or who in your family perhaps used to come to church as a child and now as a young adult they're not here. And this is an opportunity for you to say, you know what, this Sunday, come back to church. Just give it a try. Just give it a try, okay? That's the second Sunday of October. Everybody gets one card now, okay? One card, just one. And if you get that card to one person, one person, amen. Now, I need you to do that. Now, don't worry about how many folk we're going to have. You'll get a seat, amen. I had, to, I had to tell you at 8 o'clock because they were like, they wouldn't raise their hands or anything. I said, listen, don't, don't worry. Don't be like that. Amen. It's, there'll be a seat for you left. God bless you. Amen. But let's go out. Listen, Jesus said this. Go out into the highways, the headways, and compel them to come. That's what he said in a parable. And I believe that that parable is, really speaks to the reality of what we ought to be doing as a church, and that is compelling people people who may have dropped out, people who may have been gone missing for some time, people who perhaps they forgot about us, but we need to let them know that we've not forgotten about them. And certainly God has not either. Amen? So help us do that. If you'll get that card out to one person, one intentional person, one person you prayed about, thought about, and get that card to them, invite them the second Sunday at both 8 and 11 a.m. services. It's back to church Sunday. Amen? Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Brother Thickman, won't you come? that we have some well all of our guests are special but dr robert smith and better half are you here stand up doc i see you stand up amen, uh, amen. god bless you we just, amen just want you to know that we um we recognize you with some help amen also i understand that the nieces of our own mother annie wright is here you probably stood up earlier would you just stand again and then let her just turn around and see you and let us just thank you for just supporting her so much amen isn't that wonderful god bless you thank you and we'll be praying for safe travel back to your destination amen at this time now uh sharon okay she's going to come and give us a little information To our worship leader, to our senior pastor, Pastor Emeritus, other pulpit guests, members, visitors, and friends, uh, good morning. Uh, well, all of our parents, youth, guardians, and grandparents, please stand at this time. All youth, parents, guardians, grandparents, and other family members, please stand at this time. And please remain standing. On behalf of the executive board of our youth department, our department leader, Brother Ken Brown, here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, we invite each of you to attend our annual parent and youth fall kickoff, which will be held uh, next Sunday, October 7th at 1 p.m. in our Family Life Center. We look forward to your presence as we share with you our expectations for the 2018-2019 church year. 
We will also provide an opportunity for you to meet our various ministry leaders and to engage in an afternoon of good Christian fellowship and to enjoy a delicious meal in the process. Please save the date by marking your calendars for next Sunday, October 7th at 1 p.m. Thank you. This time now we're going to prepare for our tithe and offertory period. And we're going to be blessed with um, something that we're going to give you in just a moment. So we're going to ask that you prepare to give now as you have been so blessed. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. For he that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. So cast thy bread upon the water, for thou shalt find it after many days. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. May the Lord add his blessings to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. Amen. The ushers are coming, and we're going to ask our soloist that she would come again and just take the rest of the music. And listen, you free, you are from Laurel, Mississippi. I'm from Taylorsville. That's, that, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's 18 miles apart. <laughs> what we missed all of that. Amen. Won't you prepare to give now you have been so blessed. Amen. These next uh, few songs that we're going to sing, it's going to be a medley of hymns. My grandmothers, both my maternal and paternal grandmothers, both played a vital role in my upbringing, and they both loved hymns. And I, I could probably uh, even call the page numbers out the hymn book to some of the, some of the hymns. So what we want to do is uh, today, if, if you recognize one of these songs, we invite you to, to sing along with us. Is that all right? All right. Uh, well, I heard an old, old story Of how a Savior came from glory Of how he gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning Of his precious blood's atoning and I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me and I knew him and all my love is through him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. And we Seasons of time, summer skies and howling tempests are so. 
Amen. It's about, it's about preaching time, but today we're going to do a little something a little different. We wouldn't dare let this voice pass without getting the best out, as much out of her, right? So we're going to just, we're just going to ask her if she would come for the final selection for the morning, and after which we should be ready for the message for the morning. Hallelujah. Thank you all so much again for allowing me to come and worship with you all. It has truly been my honor, truly been, been my privilege. <clears throat> Before we sing this last song, the title of the song is He is God. And um, I, I've had a, a Job-like experience. I've heard about him. But as of 2018, now I've seen him. I, I know who he is. And it did not come through the good times. Let me say it like that. 2018 has been the best year and the worst year of my life but I can stand firmly and say that he is God anybody else out there know that he is God I don't care what you're facing I don't care what may come your way God is still God could you show some love to these wonderful singers they're gonna lead us into this song amen
anybody know it's God? God all by himself. It's just God. Can't nobody do it but God. It's just God. Yeah. My, 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 my God. Thank God for being God. He's God all by himself. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Can't nobody do me like God. Say it's God. Bless the Lord. Thank you, God. You will consider a portion of scripture with me found in Mark's gospel. Gospel according to Mark chapter number one. Can we bless God for Krista this morning? Thank God for you. Thank God for this praise team. Amen. I know y'all got together just in the last few days, I guess. So thank God for you all doing that and making that happen. Thank God for our musicians. Y'all are an awesome group. We thank God for you. Mark chapter 1, beginning with verse number 40. There you will find these words recorded. There came a leper to him, beseeching him kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him, saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject, and if you will help me preach it, why don't you tell your neighbor, he's still healing. He's still, he's still, I say he's still healing. There is one word that sums up the message of Mark's gospel. That word is authority. That is Mark's aim and his purpose, to present Jesus in all of his authority. In fact, Mark's gospel does not tell us anything about the birth of Christ. We do not see the babe in a manger. We, we don't have the story of the wise men. There's nothing recorded about the miraculous birth. But when we are introduced to Jesus in Mark's gospel, he is already a fully grown man entering into his ministry. And throughout his gospel, Mark's makes the case, Mark makes the case that Jesus is unlike any other person, any other teacher, 
and any other healer because he operated and ministered with authority. After a few introductory words about John the Baptist, Mark's gospel introduces to us Jesus teaching with authority. Mark writes in that first chapter, verse number 22, he says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. In other words, Jesus taught boldly with understanding and passion. He taught courageously with wisdom and zeal. He taught fearlessly with knowledge and enthusiasm, so much so that it disturbed the status quo. It disrupted the routine of religion. It distracted attention from the pharisaical legalism and pointed people to having an authentic relationship with the Father through the Son. He taught with authority. He taught with authority that he, in fact, was the son of the living God. So authoritatively did he teach that the apostle John says of him that they said that never a man spoke like this man because he spoke and taught with authority. But Mark not only presents to us his authority in teaching, but we also come to see Jesus talking in authority. He not only taught in authority, but he taught in authority. In fact, it's in the very next verse, verse number 23, that Mark relates that while Jesus was in the temple preaching and teaching, while he was preaching with power and while he was expounding on the scriptures in authority, a man with an unclean spirit cried out in the middle of his sermon, leave us alone. That's a sermon right there by itself, but I don't have time to deal with that. But, but it's in that moment, in that moment when Jesus is preaching and teaching with authority that he stops his sermon and starts now talking in authority. I believe you're hearing what I'm saying. He, he, he was preaching and teaching in authority. Man cries out, leave us alone. He stops his sermon and he starts talking in authority. You still missed it. He's preaching in authority, teaching the scriptures. Man cries out, leave us alone. He stops his sermon and starts talking in authority. What are you saying? I'm saying there's sometimes, sometimes the idea is given here that as believers, we ought not only be able to teach the word, but we ought to be able to demonstrate and stand on the very word that we believe. I can't get no help in here. There comes a time when, when everything that you know is going to be brought to a test and you've got to be able to stand on what you know. And Jesus said, you know what? This is a good time for me to stop my sermon and stop preaching and start showing them what my word will do. Wish I had a witness in here. He says, no, no, I, I could keep on teaching and act like I don't hear this, but no, that wouldn't do any good. Let me not ignore this situation and start speaking to this situation. There are some things that are going on in your life that you cannot ignore, but you've got to start speaking directly. I wish I had a witness in this house. You've got to start speaking directly to it and using the word of God as the basis for which you stand. 
Oh, help me preach this thing. I, I need a Sunday school teacher who not only knows the word and can teach the word, but can see me coming in the classroom and see that I'm coming in with a depressed spirit. And before she begins that lesson, she'll say, wait a minute. We need to do something else before I start teaching on the gospel of Mark. I need to deal with my brother Reggie and lay hands on him and pray for him. There comes a time when we need to break away from the usual and do what God is leading us to do. Don't ignore what's right in front of you, but use that word that you're teaching. Stand on that word that you understand and put it to use. So he not only taught with authority, he taught in authority. Leave us alone. And Jesus said, hush, come out of that man. He started talking to the demon. But then, but then not only did he teach with authority, not only did he talk with authority, but Jesus touched with authority. Jesus leaves and goes to visit Peter's mother-in-law's house. And Peter's mother-in-law is sick upon arrival. And Mark says in verse 31 that he took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her. Watch this. He's been teaching. He's been talking. But now he starts touching. And at the very touch of Jesus, that which was sick is made well. I don't believe you praying with me. He, he talked with authority. He talked with authority. But now we discover that just a touch from Jesus can change things and make things all right. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, it says in the text, verse 32, he says that after he healed Peter's mother-in-law that he stayed there for a while. And when they opened the door that all the townspeople had brought all of the sick and all who were diseased to him because they heard that Jesus was in town and that somebody got word out that if the Lord touched them, that they might be made whole. What you need to understand this morning, my brothers and sisters. That as you consider your own conditions, your own situations, your own problems and predicaments, I need you to understand that he is still healing today. He still has power and authority over sickness, authority over diseases, authority over problems and pains, authority over whatever is going on in your life and even in your body. God has authority over it and in that authority, he's still healing today. God still heals today. He does the miraculous today. He still touches and ministers to our physical, our spiritual, and our emotional well-being. He still restores those broken bodies and broken spirits. He still heals the wounded hearts and the worn out hips. He still lifts up those who languish in physical illness and emotional trauma. He still heals our diseases and there's no need of the church being shy about teaching on healing. Healing is a ministry and a responsibility given to the church. When Paul identifies the spiritual gifts of the church in 1 Corinthians 12 and 9, listen to what he says. He says, to one is given the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of what? Healing by the same spirit. Listen, healing is listed as a spiritual gift that is given to the church. For the good of its members. 
James tells us in James 5 and 14, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up again. Hear me, hear me. The gift of healing is a gift given to the church and the church must not be shy about being and doing what God has gifted it to do. Healing is in our hands. Healing is in this house. And we must live in and operate in and embrace the very fact that God said we ought to be able to speak and minister healing to each other. Do I have a witness in here? Yes, we, we ought to be able to heal, touch where two or three are gathered. We ought to be able to touch and agree and believe God together. And I believe there are two or three folk in here who don't mind testifying that he's still healing. Maybe there are three or four folk who are on this side who don't mind testifying. I know he's still healing because you, you know that if you had not been visited by the Lord himself, you would not be here today. Some of you have been on your sick bed and some of you on your deathbed and hit the Lord not come through you would not be sitting here right now but you can testify right now if it had not been for the Lord on my side when it comes to physical healing the Bible shows us that God first of all heals miraculously he heals Miraculously, that means, that means that God, watch this, God does some things that can't nobody explain. Miraculously, he, he does some things that nobody was expecting. The, the doctors got together, the specialists got together, they ran the reports, they ran the numbers, they came up with a diagnosis, they knew that that diagnosis meant that you had X number of years. To live and everybody knew and the science supported it. Everything said it was going one direction but God. God, God, God took all that they came up with. All that they said was going to happen. And my Bible says that, that my God can do some things that will confound the wise. That, that, that he'll do some things that will make smart folks scratch their heads and wonder. Now how in the world? I'm looking at the science. I'm, I'm looking at the sales. I'm, I'm looking at the biology of it. I'm, I'm looking at the logic and the reason of it. And I know what's supposed to happen. And somehow God got in the middle of that. Don't you know that my God is not bound by the laws that he made? My God is not constricted by the biology that he created. But he exists outside of biology. He exists outside of reason. He exists outside of logic. And no laws or logic can tie the hands of my God because he made it all. So there are some things that he just does miraculously. Am I right about it, Dr. Smith? I know there are some things you've seen as a medical doctor that you've had to go back to your office and all the science said one thing, but God said something else. All the science was going in one direction. And 10 years later, 
that person walking around healthy, smiling, lifting hands. Why? Because God performs miraculously. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not only does he perform and heal miraculously, but he also heals medicinally. I say he not only heals miraculously, but he heals medicinally. What are you saying, preacher? Medicinally, that, that, that just means uh, take your medicine. I got a pharmacist back here. She'll agree with me. That, that, that just means take your medicine. Doctor prescribed the medicine. She knows what she's looking at. She went to school for that. She understands all that your body is doing and all the chemicals that are needed to make it do better. And there's no need of you going around trying to second guess your doctor. You didn't go to school for that. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. See, you, you, you want to make it all about faith. But I come to tell you, you acting foolishly when your doctor says one thing and you try to do another saying, no, I'm just going to live by faith. No, you living by foolishness. I don't want to hear this this morning. You, you got high blood pressure. They done gave you the blood pressure medicine. You won't take it. You say, I'm going to live by faith, and you still eating Popeyes, and you ain't exercising. You ain't going to live by faith. You're going to die by faith. That's what's going to happen to you. He heals medicinally. That means God gets in the medicine. That means God gave man the science to understand the medicine that was needed to heal your body. So when you fight your doctor, you're fighting with God. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You say, preacher, I don't, I don't believe all that. I got, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got a text for you. I got a text for you. Y'all remember when Hezekiah was sick? Hezekiah in chapter 38 of the book of Isaiah, he turns his face to the wall and he begins praying. Y'all remember that? And, and, and the Lord came to Isaiah and told him, turn around, go back to Hezekiah the king and tell him that I've heard your prayers and I've seen your tears and I'm going to add 15 years to your life. Y'all remember that? Yeah, and we rejoiced at the fact that the man of God prayed and he heard his prayer. All oh, the faith of Hezekiah that he prayed and God heard him. But we don't read verse number 21. You ain't read it. You hadn't read it. You hadn't read it. Verse number 21. I'm going to read it for you because I know you hadn't read it. Verse number 21. Verse number 21. In that same chapter, this is after Isaiah has gone back to Hezekiah. Isaiah says to Hezekiah's servants, look at it. He says, make an ointment from figs and spread it over the boils. Watch this. He says, God is going to answer your prayer, but here's the medicine. That God's going to get in to add 15 years to your life. Quit fighting medicine and do. Ah. Good God am I. He works miraculously. He works medicinally. But thirdly, he works mysteriously. He works mysteriously according to his will. Let me, let me, let me, let me go ahead. Let me go ahead. 
Let me go ahead and put this out here because this is the hard part of this sermon. This is the, here, this is the hard part of this sermon. He works mysteriously. What I mean by that is we don't know who, when, or even if God will heal those for whom we're praying. See, see, I told you it's getting hard right here. We don't know who, when, or even if God is going to heal those for whom we pray. You, you've seen it. I've seen it too. You've seen someone, two people, have the same sickness, same disease, same issue. You've seen it. I've seen it. They pray. They believe in the same God. You've seen it. I've seen it. They, they, they have the same kind of faith. They believe. And you've seen it. I've seen it. That God heals one. But for whatever reason, the other one is not healed. I, I'm, I'm trying to Help somebody understand that there are some mysteries that we don't understand. We do not know why God chooses to heal one and not the other. And yet we are not excused from the mandate to keep on praying. We are not excused from the mandate to keep on believing because you don't know what God is going to do. I need you to keep praying for me because you don't know who God is going to hear. I need you to keep lifting that person up because we don't know where God is going to move. I need you to keep those individuals on the altar before the Lord because he heals mysteriously. We don't have the answers. I heard Krista saying in one of those songs, we'll understand it better by and by. Do I have a witness here? Yeah, he, he, he heals, he heals, he heals, he heals, he heals. Let me, let, me, let me push a little further. Let me push a little further, a little deeper into this. He heals sometimes immediately. Immediately, all through the Bible, suddenly he, he heals. And we see that word immediately throughout Mark's gospel. Mark 1 and 42 in the very text for the day, it says, and as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him. Mark 2 and 12, and immediately he arose, took up his bed, and went before them. Mark 10 and 52, and Jesus said to him, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. There are some things that God can do quickly. There are some things, there are some things that God can do suddenly. I need somebody to understand there's some things that before you get to your house, the Lord is going to already be and worked it out. There's some sudden things that you've been praying about and, and you weren't even expecting it, but before you go to work Monday morning, the Lord is going to already have worked it out. Immediately, suddenly, he moves. He heals. But then sometimes he heals 
progressively. Progressively. That, that means not suddenly, not immediately, but over the course of time, over the course of space, and over the course of experience, God healed. You remember, you remember this is the story of one leper coming to him, but you remember the story of the ten lepers? The ten lepers came and said, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And, and, and the text says, when you read it, go home and read it. It says, and as they went, that was your shout right there. You missed it. You missed it. And, and as they went, yeah, in other words, while they were going, God worked it out. As they followed the instructions of the Lord, Jesus healed them. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying there's some things that the Lord does not do immediately, but he does over time. And you've got to be obedient enough and patient enough to watch him work it out. Do I have a witness in here? There's some things that you've just got to step out on faith on, believing that as I go and if I go, if I take one step, I'm believing that with every step I take, God is working something out of my life. God is working something into my life. God is working something out in my experience. Every step I take, I'm getting closer and closer to my miracle. Some things he works out progressively. Here's another hard part of the sermon, y'all. There's some things he works out and heals eternally. Eternally. This is when healing doesn't come on earth. But rather it is granted in eternity. Sometimes, hear me. Sometimes God simply says no. It was nothing wrong with your prayer. He just said no. There was nothing wrong with the way you were living. He just said no. There was nothing you should have done differently in your discipleship that affected the answer of that prayer. The answer was just no. It's the same answer that he gave Paul. And Paul prayed three times, Lord, remove this thorn from my flesh. And the answer came back to him, no, you just got to live with that. I can't take that from you. You're just going to have to endure that. I, I can't remove that from your life. You're just going to have to embrace that and deal with that. He said, but I'm going to help you. I'm not going to let you do it by yourself. My grace. Is sufficient for you. Said, I, I'm going to give you, and every time you feel like giving up, grace is going to hold you. Every time you feel like you can't go another day, grace is going to lift you up. Every time you feel like throwing in the towel, grace is going to say, hold on a little while longer. And it's only in eternity where that will finally be healed. Well, let me exegete this text because I know you're saying, Reverend, it's good preaching, but it ain't the text. So in five minutes, I'm going to exegete this text and be through. Here it is. In this text, we see the presentation of the leper. He, he says, 
It says, there came a leper to him. Watch this, watch this. Don't let anything you're going through keep you from getting to God. There came a leper to him. I, I, I know what you're dealing with might be hard, might be tough, and you're wondering, Lord, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through this. Take it to the Lord. There came a leper to him. Number two, there is the supplication of the leper. Not only did he come to him, but he came to him beseeching him. That word beseeching means begging. He came, he came to him on bended knee. He came to him saying, Lord, I need you to get involved in my circumstance. Lord, now I know some of you all are looking and you're saying, listen, when I come to church, it don't take all that. And I get tired of these folk always lifting up their hands and getting all loud and they messing up my suit and, and kicking my dress and everything else. And, and I wish you would just find another row to sit on because it don't take all that. But listen, if you had what she needed, needed maybe you would have given it to her but since you can't give to her what she needs she's doing what she has to do and I wish there were three or four folk who wasn't concerned about keeping your neighbor satisfied with your worship keeping your neighbor okay with your praise but recognize that it does take all that it might take me lending myself down it might take me bending my knee it might take me laying prostrate it might take me holding my head back and crying out to the Lord and I used to say excuse me but I ain't gonna even say it no more cuz I got to do what I got to do and it ain't about you and I, it takes that and if it takes that this leper says I'll do that I don't care what you think about me I don't care what category you put me in you can say that's for uneducated folk. I got degrees too, but I know how to worship the Lord. I know how to praise the Lord, and I know I'm not ashamed to give him praise. Ah. Thirdly, I'm through. There is the adoration of the leper. The text says he came beseeching him and kneeled down to him. That is the leper saying, Lord, I'm here. And I don't care who looking. I'm here and I don't care what they got to say about me. Because guess what? I'm a leper anyhow. I ain't got nothing to lose. I've been put out of the city already. I don't care what they say about me. They always point their fingers anyhow. And, and if you don't do anything, they're going to keep pointing their fingers. So I'm going to just do what I got to do. Watch it. Watch it. Now here it is. Remember that lepers are unclean. Ceremonially speaking. But also physically speaking. That's why they are banished from the city. In fact, if the leper touched anybody the person who he touched was then also considered unclean it, it, it's, it's just like the woman with the issue of blood you remember it's, it's in the book of Leviticus that, that, that if a woman is bleeding and touches anyone that that person is also ceremonially unclean here is this leper touching Jesus. No, go back and read it. 
Jesus touched the leper. Now watch it, watch it, because when Jesus touched the leper, technically speaking, Jesus should have been considered unclean. Wish I had a witness here. But, but, but instead of Jesus being, yeah, infected by the leper, Jesus affected the leper's condition because we can come to Jesus with whatever we got and that doesn't change him but whatever the Lord has when he touches us that will change oh shucks is there anybody in this house who's glad today that you got a God who is not touched by your infirmity but he can touch yours and change everything around. Say it. Say it. Is there anybody in here who can testify today that God is still healing? God is still answering prayer. God is That's enough, that's enough. God is. I say God is. I say God is. There's somebody in this house who doesn't mind testifying today. You've been down and out before, but God came and touched your situation. In the Lord all right today. I say the Lord came and saw about your needs. Good God Almighty, I don't mean to go this far, but it's getting real good now. Because I know for myself that God will. I say God will. God will. Uh. God will. Listen, I'm not telling you something I read about. I'm telling you something I know for myself. I've watched him do it. I've seen him do it. I'm not going to tell you my story. I'm going to let you tell yours watch watch this watch this because there's somebody in this house this morning who came here and needs to know that God is still healing listen to me if there there are a few folk in this house and listen all serious business don't don't do this if it don't apply to you okay it ain't no shame if it don't apply to you if you ain't been there that's fine that's fine. Ain't no problem with that. Okay? Don't lie in church. All right? Don't lie in church. If you ain't been there, you ain't been there. And that's okay. Okay? But if you've ever been sick, if 
you have ever had a diagnosis that wasn't good if you've ever gone under the knife and and there was not any certainty on how that thing was going to turn out but you're still here today and you know that you're here today because God got in there if that's you do me a favor and stand to your feet just stand to your feet if that's you stand to your feet hallelujah look around look around look around look around look around look around I need you to see that stay, stay standing for just a moment people are standing up who are testifying to the miraculous healing power of God some of them are on your row that, that's a witness to you about what God can do y'all can be seated you can be seated now now listen mm. bless his name there's somebody who not only needed to hear the sermon but needed to see the witness and now that you've seen the witness you need to feel the presence and the power of God in your experience I don't know who you are I don't know where you are I might ask some of the preachers some of the deacons to come down here and join me some on this side some on this side oh yeah but listen if if you're in a situation right now oh yeah where you know you need God's healing power whether it's for you or, or for a family member a loved one you know that if God don't get in it it ain't gonna be right listen we gonna do what the Bible says hey. that this listen this church yeah. still believes that God is answering prayer yeah, yeah. and this preacher still believes that the prayers of the righteous avail much if you're here this morning and you need prayer for a certain situation a certain healing to happen and 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 i'm a hush because i'm gonna let you just come wherever you are you come get with one of these preachers one of these deacons and we're gonna pray for you we're gonna pray for you right here whoever comes to you you pray for them you pray with them you pray for them pray with them pray for them pray with them wherever they come they're coming they're coming they need prayer they need prayer they're coming they need prayer you pray for them Pray for them. Pray for them. Tell them what God can do. Hold their hand. Encourage them and pray the prayer of faith with them. There's not a friend. There's not a friend. Like the lowly. Like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. Hallelujah. No, not one. No.
got caught up so let me open the doors of the church listen if there's anybody here and you don't know this Jesus you can come this morning this Jesus there's <laughs> songwriter said I searched all over couldn't find nobody looked high and low and still couldn't find nobody nobody who could heal my body nobody who could save my soul nobody 
who could forgive my sins. If you don't know him this morning, the invitation is extended to you. If you don't have a church home, you're invited to come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Will there be one? Will there be one? Hallelujah. Searched all over, couldn't find nobody. Looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Go ahead and put it in time. Go ahead and put it in time. Searched all over, couldn't find nobody. Looked high, still couldn't find nobody great. Nobody, nobody greater. Sing it again, sing it again. Search. Couldn't find high and low and low and low. Still couldn't find nobody greater. Nobody. Nobody. Hallelujah. There's a testimony. God bless you, Sister Green. I just want to say to the church, you know, I, I've been coming Sunday after Sunday, and you y'all know that, you see me walking, right? <laughs> well, it's, it's God. When we went to Tampa, Florida, and I went to the convention and came back on the bus, that was in 2016, and in October 2016, you know, the doctor said I needed to have hip replacement. Well, I guess I'm just one of those folks who believe God. And I just simply said to the, to the doctor that God didn't tell me that. And I didn't have hip surgery. I, I believe so much in the word. And, and I remember so well I was reading and I always do my biblical studying. And I was sitting on the side of my bed. And I told God, I said, you know, God, I've been working for you a long time. And if what I'm doing is pleasing you, let me walk in your authority. And I heard this voice as clear as day. It said, walk. I got up off the side of my bed. I walked from my bedroom to my laundry room and I walked back and I've been walking ever since I parked that cane and I went to see my uh, neurologist on Wednesday and he said to me, looked at me, he said I was thinking I was going to have to send you to that orthopedic folks to do some surgery and I said, you know, God didn't say that. I said, I'm walking now. He said, you look marvelous. He said, I don't need to see you back. Just keep doing what you're doing. I said, it's, I said, it's God. It's just God. And I believe God. 
And I tell everybody that asks me what happened. And I say, I don't know, but it's God. Because I can't explain to you what God does. He did it. Yeah. And that's all I can say. Amen. Let the church say amen. He did it. And look at her getting up now. Look at her. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Yes, sir. I'm going to make it real brief. Good afternoon, church. I came instead, my brother. Uh, uh, he was crushed by 18 wheeler. Oh, Lord. But when, you, when I thought, when the pastor mentioned a knife, some of us got as a testimony that we, came, we didn't know how we were going to come out, but God saw us through it. His, this, this 18 wheeler, many of you know by trucks, like a park, but somehow he was behind that truck that he drive, and that truck started rolling back. It crushed him against the wall. But somehow, some way, God gave him the strength to release himself. But his face all disfigured. But you know, we prayed and said, God gonna make it all right. So he, he, he came through it, and we know that God will, and he is. Thank Amen. You. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Won't you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. Thank you for those testimonies. The wonderful working power of our God. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, root, and abide with each of you, now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.